Hey, welcome to the She Heard podcast hosted by author and speaker Laurie Green Westlake. On the She Heard podcast, we cover everything from a woman's role in the church to deep and unexpected dives into your favorite Bible heroes. Laurie's passion is to equip women with courage, boldness, and bravery through biblical study and inspiring narrative. Be sure to check out lauriegreenwestlake.com for additional resources. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. This is Laurie Westlake coming from my walk-in closet in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Beautiful Albuquerque, New Mexico. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate each and every one of you who have been brave enough to join in my ponderings and challenges. And today, it will probably be a challenge. Today's podcast is going to be about dreams and milk. It's kind of a crazy name. But so let me explain what's going on in my mind. Dreams is something that can be... I'll say of a theological debate, because there are some denominations that believe that the gifts of the Spirit are no longer needed because of the fulfillment of the New Testament. And that is probably a a deep theological debate or discussion for another time. But I just wanted to put out there for those of you that may be from the more conservative side of theology that believe that today people no longer have dreams and visions, that it is not necessary as a revelation of Christ. I actually grew up in a denomination such as this, and it, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like these denominations put the denominations that practice the gifts of the spirits down, although I guess some Sometimes that happens, but it was just really taught that we don't need that, um, but those that practiced it were not frowned upon. Since then, in studying the Word, I really, coming from this, you're really, if you have a dream, it's it's not from the Lord, it's from your own conscious. I really struggled with that in Acts 2.17, and I'm going to read to you from the ESV, and it says, And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And so since that was a New Testament passage, I I felt like... um, this was really something that could happen because that verse begins within the last days. And I, I'm not 100% sure we're in the last days now, but I'm 100% sure that's what that scripture was speaking of. And so I, early on in my, um, not my walk, but my maturity with Christ, I had a few dreams and it was rather shocking because I heard from the Lord in these dreams, and the church that I was attending would not have accepted that as from the Lord. Again, they would have said or thought that this was just something from your subconscious bubbling up, but Jesus lives in my subconscious, so 
that didn't really hold a lot of weight with me. But I remember one night I had a specific dream where I heard the Lord talk and he showed me a symbol. And again, this is a podcast, another podcast for another time. But when I drew this symbol on a piece of paper, I woke my husband up, shaking him going, look, look, you're not going to believe what the Lord showed me. And my husband said, oh, Laurie, it was the pizza. And I thought, yeah, okay, okay. But then came another series of dreams. And in those dreams, every time I am not receiving prophecy or new revelation from the Lord, I'm being shown the right things to do in the midst of the catastrophes that have been prophesied in Matthew 24. So it's really weird. I'm dreaming these actual dreams about the signs that Jesus talked about that we were in the last days. And in the dreams, yeah, they're hard and times are hard. But in all of these dreams, the Lord is being very gentle with us and saying, I have a plan. I know the plans I have made for you. Go to higher ground. You will be safe, but bring people into the kingdom. And so I was being taught, I feel like, that I needed to be focused on kingdom building and bringing uh, people to him instead of really worried about the effects of a natural disaster. And if you're familiar with your Bible, and I hope you are, and if you're not, I hope you get that way, we all know the end and we all know what's coming. And I don't know if the end is today, tomorrow, 50 years from now, 150 years from now. But I do know because I do believe the Word of God, I do know that there are going to be hard times that culminate before the return of Christ. So there you have that. Now, I have been in a mentor relationship with a wonderful young lady who is just full of the Spirit and has an incredible curiosity for the Word of God and wants to dive in deep. And she and I have been looking at some passages in Hebrew on uh, God's rest. And while I was in Hebrews, digging around and reading and um, refamiliarizing myself with some passages I hadn't read in a while, I came across Hebrews 5, 13 and 14. And I want to read those to you. I'll be reading from the NASB. And this is 513. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food is for the mature, who, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good from evil. Wow. When I read that, everything was all afresh to me because of the last two years. It seems to me, I don't know about you, but it seems to me that people are really having trouble knowing good from evil. Now, maybe you don't, and maybe sometimes I don't. But I, I admit I can have my radar or my senses kind of desensitized because I've become so accustomed to such outrageous news and headlines. So that maybe... Maybe I'm not thinking it's good, but maybe I'm not thinking it's evil enough that I need to do something about it or pray about it. And so it it just seems like we're in this time when we need this discernment more than ever before. Again, I don't know 
I don't know a timeline. No one knows a timeline, but I do know that the Word of God over and over and over again tells us to be alert and watchful. So we are not to be caught unguarded by what is happening and then react in fear or in panic or in amazement. We are to act in calmness and maturity, saying when things are falling apart, being in a position to say, come with me, come to high ground. And that's another thing. In in the dreams that I've had, there have been several where Jesus is calling us to higher ground. And through years of just studying, meditating, praying about that, and talking to other people who have dreams, I've come to decide that high ground means um, I need to be acting in righteousness, and I need to be knowing the Word, because we may be in times when we don't have the Word. I work for an international ministry, and we work in areas where people are persecuted, and daily we we read stories of people who go to amazing feats and amazing links to be able to get the Word of God because they don't have it. And here I've got eight different versions in my home. So anyway, back to the story of the dream in the milk. Last night, I had a dream, and I want to share it with you. In this dream, uh, a handful of my family members are with me, and we are talking about taking two or three days off and going into, it's, it's like a resort place, to have just some time to relax and kind of regroup. And as we're headed into the town, it's in Texas, but I don't know what town it was. I see a building in front of me. We're just walking in. We're talking. We're excited about our vacation time. And I see this building just crumble. I mean, it just, it didn't explode. It more like imploded and just crumbled to the ground. And I was like, oh, I wonder what happened there. And then in the corner of my eye, another building did the same thing. And then immediately I went, "Uh uh-oh. Something's up. This is this is not this is not like a wrecking crew or something. And then there was this shaking in our feet, and these fissures began to open up in the ground. And when I looked down at a fissure, fissure, there was a baby at my knee. It was it was younger than a toddler, a little girl who was kind of pulling herself up. You know how a little child will grab your leg and pull up, and she was pulling herself up to my knee, and I was like, oh, whose baby is this? Who Who is this? And I looked around. I didn't see anyone who was missing. Um, looked like they were missing a child. There weren't a lot of people around, but some there were people running by and screaming occasionally. And so my family and I were going, well, we got to go this way, and it hit me. No, we'll be safe in higher ground. So I go this way. I see a building and I don't think it's going to fall. So we take off running for this building. We're dashing up the stairs. And as I I pick this baby up and she's on my hip because I didn't want her to fall in a fissure. And we're running and I've got her and as we're hitting the landings on the stairwells to go up the next flight, she's kind of pulling away. I'm having a hard time hanging on to her. And I feel like I'm going to lose her. I'm going to lose this little girl if I don't pull her tight. So I eventually wrap my arms around her really tight, even though she was struggling. It was hard because I couldn't use my hand on the rail then. But then anyway, we're going up the stairs. We get to a high floor 
And we just know, we just sense, okay, we're in high ground now. And we need to start thinking about bringing other people to the safe place and ministering them and saying things like, do not be afraid for these things must happen, but the return of Christ is near. And let me tell you about him and who he is. So I've got this baby in my arms and we're think- I'm kind of thinking about this. This is all happening very fast. And then I look at that baby and she's smiling at me and suddenly I just know she's supposed to be with me. She's supposed to be there. And so I woke up. And so I was like, oh, Lord, what is this dream about? So throughout the day, I pondered this, prayed about it, made some notes, and I came to the conclusion that, yes, I had read that scripture about only taking milk as a babe, but I feel that I am a babe. And I still have so much to learn and so much to dig into, into the Word of God, and that He's calling me to eat meat. And this leads me to another story I want to share. When we were in Africa getting training, getting ready to go to the field for my husband to work on a Bible translation for a group of people who didn't have his word. We'd heard a story of a tribe whose babies had been dying of malnutrition. Nutritionists went into the area to do a study, and they discovered that the babies were receiving chewed up meat by their mothers. Here's what was happening. A mother was taking her fowl or her meat monkey bush rat and cooking it and then chewing it and chew, 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 chew that meat to make it a little bitty piece to put in their baby's mouth. Well, when we chew food, we the nutrients are released into our saliva. So as we're chewing, that is when we are receiving the nutrients. And so these women were chewing out all the good stuff that these babies needed and then just putting dead meat, nutritionless meat, in their babies' mouths. So the nutritionists were able to fix that problem, bring in milk. I don't I don't remember why the tribe, the mothers weren't nursing. Um, sometimes rumors like that can run through a tribe and or witchcraft be threatened. And, and they'll have all these weird traditions that will pop up. So this story of the chewed up meat, I remember hearing it and going, well, isn't that what we do with the word of God? Because we depend on our pastors or Bible teachers, even some of the great Bible study books that we get from these great teachers are kind of a fill-in-the-blank theology because you're getting this this great teaching and talking from this woman or man and a, a blank occasionally where you add a word to it, and it's chewed up meat. That's what I thought. We're all depending on chewed up meat. We're not chewing the Bible, the word, the truth for ourselves. And I'm not saying that these Bible studies or our pastors or our teachers are are bad or doing anything poorly or wrong. I'm just saying that I need, in addition to the teachers that I listen to and the podcasts that I follow and the pastors that I have served under, I need to listen to them, but I need to be in the Word of God myself, and I need to be chewing that meat. And so in this dream, I believe God was warning me, and I don't know about you, but maybe you too, 
that we can't be babies crawling at someone else's knee when the time comes to go to higher ground. We're going to have to be big men and women. We're going to have to be big, brave women who are pointing to the high ground of Jesus Christ. Okay, I know this has been a little out there, and I promise I'm not out there all the time, but since this just happened, I just felt this urgency to get this out and talk to you. So forgive me if I've blown your mind, but let me do this. Let me call you to be brave. And if you are feeling exceptionally courageous today, then please share this podcast with anyone that you think needs to be chewing on the word for themselves. It would indeed be brave to step out in these very interesting times. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And as always, if you want to read one of my many, 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 many blogs, I cover all kinds of topics. You can find them at www.lauriegreen.com. I am also an author and appreciate anyone picking up one of my fictions or my latest Bible study, The Will of God. It's not fill in the blank. The blanks are for you to actually ponder your own thoughts. And so it helps me and I want to help you. So let's work together. Be blessed.